putting myself in that uncomfortable situation flipped fight or flight. Yep. And like mm-hmm. I knew that I I wanted to move away from pain so bad that I was willing to do whatever it took. Um And so I think that just kind of put a fire under my butt. And I was like, I need to take this seriously and like throw out the fear of judgment, throw out the fear of rejection. And I have to put myself out there and make this work because there is no plan B. Yeah. I'm not going back to a nine to five. And that's when my design business started. Welcome to the Coffee with Courtney podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Marie, web designer and CEO of Courtney Marie & Co. After building a multiple six-figure design agency, I wanted to create a podcast to share everything I've learned and am still learning to help you grow your business. Each week, you'll hear from me and other experts, share tips on branding, marketing, business, and so much more. So if you're ready to learn how to run a successful business and stand out online, grab your cup of coffee and let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome. So I wanted to start off by saying I hope whoever you are listening right now that you are having a blessed day and that you make it a point to learn or improve one thing in your life today. So my name is Jocelyn Birding. I'm a recruiter based in Austin, Texas, and I wanted to start this podcast because I feel a lot of business owners or professionals with a more entrepreneurial focus or structure, we go through a lot of similar things, but we don't talk about it a lot. And so my hope is for this to be a place where someone's unique story, tips, experience might be exactly like yours, or there might be something super specific that you resonate with that you may that may really help you get through an obstacle or a mindset block that might be holding you back from your potential. So going into these, most of the episodes you'll hear on here are going to be pretty vulnerable. And honestly, it's just because my goal is to get into some things that are a lot deeper, that affect each each of us in our own unique way, that get in the way of goals and targets within those goals that hold us all back. And so we each have a unique story, a unique journey that we've experienced to date that has shaped us. And so I just want to kind of go deep. So... What to kind of expect in terms of structure and expectations, you can expect a couple different things here. Most of these are going to be conversational style with individuals who are in business in general or health-related. Health kind of just meaning everything. I think health encompasses a lot of different things. Um, And these are all going to be people in my network who I've just connected with and I really trust with advice or experiences that I think could benefit someone else. So outside of that... You might find a couple episodes from just me of my own lessons or little pieces, little nuggets as I go through my own journey. And those will be shorter episodes with a blip of my own thoughts. So going into these, what you might find slightly different is, or this episode actually, is I want to get into the deeper rooted struggles and really dig into kind of why each approach to life and business is the route that's been taken. So things that affect our lives, like losses, relationships, hormones, mindset, mental roadblocks, etc. Without naming names or listing identifiable details, if my guests don't want to, um, I'm still going to ask my guests 
to really dig deep into what's actually affected each stage they've kind of ran through and figuring out what they wanted, what they want to do with their career choice. So please, I just ask that you respect the details that they share, knowing it's not personal and it's simply their own experience or their opinions. So thank you for your patience. I just want you to kind of have a feel for what this is going to look like. So I know usually there might be some kind of intro episode, but hey, I don't really do anything the way people want me to. So we're just going to run with it. So going to jump right in. Today's going to be slightly different, but also the same. I wanted to introduce two of my very close friends, Courtney and Anne. They are both business owners, one having just launched her company and in some of the initial building stages and the other having launched a few years back and at the stage of scaling individual to her goals and kind of focused on the direction to take it after seeing a little bit of success here. So I wanted to bring them both on at the same time just because I thought it would be kind of neat to tackle a couple of those core things that can affect us, but to hear the perspective at different stages of building their business and where they're at. So, hey guys. Hello. Hello. Hey. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I just, I love you guys. You guys are my my girls. So. love you. (laughs) Yeah. Love you. Yeah, so I know, um, Courtney, I would love to kind of start off with you. Let's do it. Just roll right into it. I know I have no idea what she's going to ask. <laughs> I did not, yes, <laughs> disclaimer, I did not prep them for this at all. Um, so, and the reason just being I want it to be very raw, so. Oh, yeah. I love it. You're going to get that. Get down and dirty <laughs> Um, But so, yeah, so I will – I'm going to hand it off to you just for a second. I just love for you to kind of share who you are. Um, I feel like we explain kind of who we are best and what we do. Um, just kind of run us through life before starting your business, just very briefly, high level, and kind of when you started business um, and just to get kind of an insight of where your business is at right now. Got it. Okay. Well, hello. My name is Courtney, Courtney Marie. Um, I'm the owner of Courtney Marie & Co., a design agency helping entrepreneurs with their branding and websites, more specifically online coaches and course creators. Um, I started my agency back in 2019, December of 2019, as a solopreneur. Um, Started out as a side hustle one thing led to another. It grew um, really fast, which I'm very fortunate for. And um, I hired help and it turned into an agency today. Uh, And yeah, now we are three years later. I love it. Loving it. (laughs) Wouldn't trade it it for the world. Yeah. No. And you genuinely, like you guys, she loves just being in her element and working and doing kind of what she do like to work. She does. <laughs> oh, awesome. And I'd just love to hear a little bit about who you are and, you know, your business, what kind of life before you started your business and what's kind of made you decide to start your business and yeah, life kind of before that. Yeah. Uh, my name is Ann Wilson. I am the owner of Candor Management. So it's a residential um, management company that is still on the ground, but we're almost there to ready to launch. Um, so 
prior to this, I have been in hospitality management, so in sales and hospitality, specifically hotels um, and that whole um, realm of life. been doing that for almost six years um, in the hospitality industry, and the reason I started a business is actually very long-term outlook. Um, I want to be a mom and a wife one day, and I want to... Um, build this business um, and have something of my own. Yeah. So I have control of my own schedule. And um, it's just something that I would be good at and I am am good at yeah. um, in terms of management um, and stuff like that. So that is kind of my goal is to be able to control my schedule um, when I do have kiddos running around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have a very – demanding job right now just in a sense yes. of like you have a lot of responsibility and I feel like you've built such a significant career within kind of that corporate world that mm-hmm. I feel like it takes a lot of time away from you yeah and again like everyone chooses their own path there's nothing wrong with any of that but it makes so much sense just because you you know want that time mm-hmm. that time to just that freedom yeah Time freedom, financial freedom. I always say the definition of like freedom is time and financial freedom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think you can have one without the other. Truly. Like I don't know. I would agree with that. Yeah. 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 Like I just I've always kind of said, um, when you have a lot of time freedom usually if you're not structured or you're not doing something with your time, you're probably not seeing a lot of financial gains or any Mm -hmm. sort of return from that and then vice versa. Yeah. So you lose out when – so, yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks, guys, for the beautiful intros. Um, So I am just kind of curious in terms of each question. I would love to just get like a really – deep answer as to and like think a little bit about what it is that has affected each of these things on like a mental like from a mental place your mentality in life where you were at are at um your surroundings such as you know like relationships you might be in or not in or breakups and how they've affected things you know your health how that's affected things and just because I feel like all of these things directly and indirectly kind of affect us without us knowing sometimes. And I think everyone deals with it, but it's almost like it's kind of in the background and sometimes it's easy to not notice it. So just kind of food for thought with each of these. But so I would love each, either of you can just kind of shoot, go for it when it comes to the questions. But First one is what were some of the mental battles or realizations that really pushed you to the point of taking action on starting? So like you kind of explained why you started, but like what were some of those things where you were just – for me, I was fed up. So where you were just kind of fed up about certain things or any realizations that you had, whatever it was, that pushed you to actually like take that action finally and start doing Mm-hmm. or like working towards what it is you're building or have built. Do you want to go? Yeah. I So for me, it actually was a dream um, that I had 
Um, it was, I've, I know I've told, maybe Courtney, I don't know if you heard it before, but. Um, the kid dream. Yeah, the kid dream. <laughs> so to, to explain that, I had a dream um, and I was a mom and I was married and I had my own business. Um, I had this, you know, big office kind of in the back um, of my home, like it was a very big lot. Um, I had an at-home gym situation and I was able to, you know, come in, um, you know, during my lunch and spend time with the kids and, you know, then go back out and work. And it just, it had this wonderful sense of freedom and balance and harmony. Mm-hmm. I yeah. And I don't like to use the word balance a lot. I like to use the word harmony in my life because nothing's ever 50-50. Nothing's ever completely 100% balanced in life. Like, I like that. You have to give more here. You have to give more here. But I think if you can wrap it all together and make this beautiful harmony in your life, I think that's what we all, yeah. you know, or excuse me, that's what I strive for is mm-hmm. nice harmony. And in that dream, I owned my own business and I was running it and I had help. Yeah. Um, I had a team of people and it was something that me and my husband um, did together. And mm-hmm. so it was, which I don't know who that will be. <laughs> here. You know, kind of <laughs> working on that aspect as well, but not actually, you know, just building the business is really what I'm focused on right now. But um, that that's what it was. It was that dream and it, yeah. and it was a reoccurring kind of a dream and it was, you know, different scenes within that. But yeah, that's what it was. And it was like, God was telling me, now's the time. Like, you want this? Let's do it. Yeah. Did you, was it literally like one dream that you had and it was just kind of an aha moment? Or do you feel like, because I know, and I won't, you know, I won't give too many details, but like, I know there was another kind of business venture prior to it that you were thinking about that had to do with cooking and you were kind of exploring, you know, entrepreneurship and all that. So was it, just one moment or was it kind of like you had to just be like okay like what what was it that you know yeah. about the dream or about about like the management's mm-hmm. in property management instead yeah. of yeah like pursuing the cooking so the property management part of it was for other people okay yeah and it was you know being able to take um something off somebody's shoulders, you know, like being a landlord and, you know, taking that burden from the owners of the home. Yeah. Um, and it was also like for my kids, you know, one day. And with the cooking venture that I was in, it was very much all about me. Mm-hmm. Very much like even the name. Even the name. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was all about me. It was not about building anything for, you know, my future kids or God's glory. It was hundred percent for myself. And I think that's what made it hard to even stick to as well. Yeah. I've I've very much am more motivated if I'm working towards something with the benefit of others rather than for the benefit of myself. Yeah. Um, even though it's kind of the same, but I'm more motivated if it's for the future for somebody else. Right. Yeah. And who knows, like maybe your hobby if you took your hobby and turned it into something, would you still love it? Right. And right. I have noticed, you know, just even creating content. I mean, yep. to, because I am a very creative cook. And so <laughs> I just kind of throw things together. Yep. And it was like, okay, everything took like six times longer because I had to yeah. stop and measure. And I was like, oh, you know, all <laughs> yeah. these. It's not fun anymore. Yeah, it's not fun anymore. 
Um, so that was also a thing. It was like, where's people were like, where's the new content? Like, yeah. when are you going to come up with some stuff? And I'm like, I have stuff, but I hate editing the videos. Like, yeah. well, I, I've, you I've, know, yeah, I've, like all these things. So, yeah, I feel like at one point there was, for some reason, you logged into my computer. This was like years ago now. Yeah, you logged into my computer, <laughs> and your Canva was somehow up. And I, I was at home and it was, I think, like a week later. So you hadn't logged out. Yeah. I don't even know if I told you this. I think you did. <laughs> I feel like I remember something like this. But I literally pulled up my computer and obviously like I see your I see your content that you post and all of that. And the amount of just batched content that you had on Canva <laughs> I was just sitting there. I was literally thinking, what is she doing? Like, what's her business? Like, what's her plan? Yeah. <laughs> but that makes so much sense because it's just, it's almost like it started to sound, seem too much like a task. Yeah. And it wasn't even enjoyable mm-hmm. as much. Yeah. It was really interesting. I feel like a couple people in my life who have more of a working perspective in terms of like, uh, they, they enjoy kind of working for their employer and they don't have that pull where they want to create a business. Uh, I feel like a couple different people that I've talked to always say that's one of the number one things they say. It's like, why do you want to start your business and start doing something and turn a job into like create a job out of something that you love or that you're passionate about? And it's kind of hard to answer almost because in a way, you want to be like, well, because I'm passionate about it. But then at the same time, if you think about it, there's like the other perspective of that that they're bringing up. And so I don't know. It's just – it's interesting because, yeah, it's almost like you want to say there's a balance, but then again, there's not a balance. I don't know. Yeah. I experienced that myself lately, like trying to do more influencer stuff, like – I love fashion. Mm-hmm. I love you guys. I mean, we got a little shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I love shopping. Um, Mini attic. Throw <laughs> no, the shopping attic. I just have a good style. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you can brand it however you like. Yeah. But I was like, okay, why not make money? Because my brain mm-hmm. is always like, why not make money? I yeah. see opportunities. If I'm doing this, I might as well be making money from it. And so I started sharing more and more content on like my clothes or my outfits, created a like it to know it account. It's a lot of work and I've made some money from it, but the fun started being taken away. Mm -hmm. I told my coach, I was like, um, yeah, I don't think I'm an influencer. Like I do have affiliate marketing, um, partnerships, but not, I don't want to do that 100% because I'm like, I love sharing clothes just for the fun of it. Yep. And like the whole consistency part with that, it just started to be like, eh, this feels like a job now. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, yeah, you literally have to keep up with deadlines and make sure that you have enough of this. Yeah. I'm not at a certain it. point. I'll post when <laughs> I want to post it now. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. What about you, Courtney? I'm curious. What was the question again? Just some of the mental battles, realizations where you were oh, yeah, actually I, like – Or what made me – Yeah, action. like take action. Like, um, as f- I think there's two parts to that. I knew from a very young age that the nine to five wasn't for me. Yeah. I couldn't explain it. I couldn't explain why. I just didn't feel like I fit in and like 
I didn't get the concept of why do I have to work at a job that I don't like if I get to choose what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm being pulled this way, but I want to do this. And yeah. so um, I got introduced to like entrepreneurship in 2014, like the idea of it. And um, that kind of kickstarted it. I just didn't know how to make this work. I started in fitness, started in an MLM, um, and then pursued personal training again, just went against the grain. Like even my family was like, I hope that works out for you. Like, I don't know what you're (laughs) doing. Like, yeah, uh, you got this college degree. Why are you going to be a personal trainer? I was like, because I love doing it. Um, and I'll figure out the rest later. Um, so I think that kind of kickstarted it. Like I always dreamed of creating the life that I want. Um, and again, going back to time and financial freedom. Mm-hmm. And also, I just don't like working for other people. Yeah. Yeah. I want to <clears throat> do what I want to do. I want to wake up at when I want to wake up. I want to go to the gym when I want to go to the gym. And like, I don't know. I guess I've always just had that um, mentality. Mm-hmm. I would say... The second phase was after being in a toxic relationship that really pushed me to take more, take it more seriously. And I put myself in an uncomfortable position. So once I left that relationship and moved out on my own, Mm -hmm. I didn't have any money. I was in debt um, and I didn't have a safety net. And so I think putting myself in that uncomfortable situation flipped fight or flight. Yep. And like mm-hmm. I knew that I I wanted to move away from pain so bad that I was willing to do whatever it took. Um, and so I think that just kind of put a fire under my butt and I was like, I need to take this seriously and yeah. like throw out the fear of judgment, throw out the fear of rejection and – I have to put myself out there and make this work because there is no plan B. Yeah. I'm not going back to a nine to five. And that's when my design business started. You just like, I think that along with letting go and letting God, it just everything kind of took off from there. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. So just you talking about like, not wanting to work for anybody in like the nine to five, <laughs> which is totally not me. I love working mm-hmm. for other people. I mm-hmm. love it because well, you're a two. I'm a two, right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm a one. <laughs> I'm like, tell me I'm good. <laughs> I'm talking enneagram, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, tell me I'm good. I'm gonna do everything I can to make to please you. I mean, and like make this work, you know. And. I don't it's like being told what like, to do. The only reason I got good grades in school was because I wanted my teachers <laughs> to be proud of me. Like <laughs> that's so true, though. She said that before. Oh, that was so funny. Um, <laughs> I was a BC student. Yeah, it's just I'm like, I'm like, you guys proud of me? Good. Okay, cool. All right, awesome. Like it's yeah. so funny, and I think that's also why I've progressed so quickly in my career. Like any mm-hmm. job yeah. that I've had, I've rose to management very quickly, and you know. I'm like, okay, what do you want? All right, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go above that, you know? Right. It's the so, going above the recognition. That. Yeah. But the that just goes to show yeah. everyone is driven by different motives. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And like, that's okay. Yeah. 
And it's also okay to not want to be in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think there's a big push of people like, oh, you should leave your nine to five. And while all that's great, we still need people Absolutely. who want to work yeah. in corporate. Like, yeah. we can't all be entrepreneurs. Right. Yeah. Who's right? Exactly. Who's going to be the employee? <laughs> well, I think you have a good point because one of one of my good friends, he would always talk about that and he'd be like, we need people to build our buildings yep. and to uh, like make our clothes and like we need we need people to do these things that we don't even think about all the time and like he's in construction so he yeah I'm sure he feels it super deeply you know like I I know that he's actually felt like he's not valuable because of people talking to him saying like well why don't you have you know, any sort of idea of what you want to do, like to be an entrepreneur, why don't you want to start anything? And he's like, because I'm, I have goals. I want to be the president of this company, you know, like I, that's my goal and I'm working my ass off for it. And like you said, there's nothing wrong with that, but yeah, it's just so interesting because everyone has different, something that just lights that fire in them. Like you said, everyone's motivated. Well, and a lot of people don't understand what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's a lot. Like, you do everything. You don't get to go in and clock in, clock out. Yeah. Like, you're in this for the long haul. A lot of people get in, like, one to two years. I'm not making money. I'm not making 10K. I'm like, you just – two years in, you just started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You literally just started. You're a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is for life. Yeah. It's not a five-year thing. Yeah. Not a 10-year. Well, it's interesting you say that, actually, because one of my questions was going to be how – because you two are at such different places, the money comes from where? You know what I mean? And yeah. so how are how are your businesses funded right now? You know, all the things that come with running and scaling and for you paying employees and all that stuff. Obviously, you know, I have an idea of both, but kind of just be interesting because they're very much from different places. Oh, like yeah. where's where's the funding come from, you know, where you guys are both at? How have you figured that out? <laughs> Do you want me to go first? Sure. Do you want me to talk from now or in the beginning? Right now. So obviously you don't need to share, you know, any – Financials. Yeah, like certain specific financial numbers or anything like that. But, you know, when it comes to the revenue that you bring in or mm-hmm. what – how do you kind of handle that and how did you figure that out, you know? Um – Oh, I, I, I'll share just a little bit. Like I was in debt. I paid, I think it was $20,000 of debt in one year off. Um, but before that I was, it was paycheck to paycheck. I would use credit cards. I got really good at using credit cards and figuring <laughs> that out. Um, you know, I paid it all off, but there's some people that might get addicted to that phase. Yep. So I wouldn't recommend that. Um, But that's how I got through. I lived paycheck to paycheck and I put everything else on credit cards, PayPal credit. I just figured it out Mm -hmm. um, until I – because I just always had this sense of even like I'll pay it off. Yeah. Like I something inside me, I was just like, yeah, I'll pay it off. And even my mom, I remember I asked her for help on one – my first coach was $5,000. And I was like, I need to do this. And like, I'll pay you back. I just need to do this. Um, and she was like, how are you going to pay this off? I'm like, right. I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that's how I like funded it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then, you know, once I started, I would say my first year I broke even because I got hit hard with taxes, Mm -hmm. right? You start making money and you're like, oh my God, this is awesome. Like hitting 10K months. I hit my first six figures in seven months and I was like, I'm living large. (laughs) And like, (laughs) then end of the year comes, you have to pay taxes. And so I broke even and I was like, I didn't, like, I have nothing to show for this. Mm -hmm. Um, Fast forward to now, learning my lesson, paying quarterly taxes, putting money away. Um, I think that's a big thing is projecting your income for the months ahead. So, like, I can tell what we're going to make um, in the next three months. Yeah. So, like, I'm looking ahead versus living for the moment. Mm-hmm. And then putting money away for um, living expenses, taxes, investments, and then like keeping my checking account really low. Yeah. So like maybe it's two grand a month. That's like my fun money. Going out to eat, shopping. Mm-hmm. I know that I can only spend that much. Yeah. Because um, I'm a visual person. So like – For me, a little tip that I like to do is when I put money in my savings, it's actually in a separate account that I don't even see, um, and I forget about it. So it's like not tied to – it's not the same company even? Nope. It's not um, my same bank. It's in a different bank. Um, And I literally do forget about it sometimes. (laughs) I'm like, oh, shoot. It's getting low. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it works. It definitely works. Um, Interesting. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just little things that you can do, but I will say like the whole budgeting thing, I'm not a big budgeter. My type of budgeting is what I just told you. I, Mm -hmm. I know what I need to put away. I know what my expenses are. And then I just keep a certain amount in my checking account where I can see this is how much I have to play with. Yeah. Um, now there's different things that works for everyone, but you know, employees, you have business expenses. Yep. That's a lot. Um, yeah, so you just have cap- different categories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Planning. Yeah. It takes a lot of planning. Oh, yeah. Planning. Oh, my gosh. Looking ahead. Have fun. <laughs> I know. I've been taking lots of classes and courses, but um, I know when you get into it, it's like, Oh, this is this is a lot. Yeah. Um, starting the business has been quite costly to me for sure. Um, I'm like, okay, another thing, and we got to okay, we need yeah. to be legally protected. Let's pay mm. for that. Um, okay, we need this, you know, platform to use, you know, for the management, um, you know, company. Okay, we're gonna use that, and then you know, buying the licensing, all the things. And I'm just like, okay, well. <laughs> It's a good thing yeah. that I have a like a full time job right now, and actually every I have um, the opportunity to monthly bonus, and so pretty much all of the monthly bonus that I have received um, from the job that I have now has gone into my business, um, and it has been a lot more but than that's I, a smart way more to than do I have it. thought. Yeah, so. I mean, I'm not, you know, I did buy some things here and there for myself, but like mostly it has yeah. gone into that and to, you know, build a base um, of revenue or not revenue, just a p- money that I'm going to need mm-hmm. to pay things off. Um, 
and down the line, I do see, you know, hiring employees because I don't want to be running this business all by myself and I need, I need a partner and a sidekick. So yeah. already seeing things that you want to offload. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're making the list. I'm very much. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, I think that's key though. Um, one of the things that I noticed, so I started coaching, doing fitness, health, nutrition coaching. Um, oh gosh, in 2020. That was, I was going to say last year, in 2020. And one of the things I noticed immediately was, okay, this is going to cost so much more than I expected it to. Uh-huh. Like literally, it was so similar to that. It was one thing after another. And for me, I'm all about coaching. I'm all about like coaches. I always, mm-hmm. I genuinely believe that whatever stage you're at in whatever it is that you do, you're never the best. And so you can never stop learning. I don't care if you are the president, the CEO of your company, like you can still at that point, you know, maybe it's networking with people that are at your level, but have had different experiences where you'll get stuff, but you can always learn more. And so for me, part of that was, you know, I wanted to invest in mentorship. And so it was, okay, I'm going to drop 10 grand for, for mentorship and just didn't really prepare for that. And so it's one thing after another. And I think it's important like you said, to plan ahead. And I think like I'm even going to take that from that little tidbit because I think if you look at it and you try to visualize, even if you can't, if there's not some sort of tangible thing, but the amount of money, you know how much you need to have. If you can kind of see that bigger number and you can break that down and you know it's over a certain amount of time and you're focusing on, you know, that future, um, almost kind of like, you know, the same thing as delayed gratification, it's easier to not, you know, go out and just waste your money, I feel Mm -hmm. like. Because you have in the back of your head, okay, if I spend this, that's this money I'm spending that I is part of the money. You know what I mean? Like if you plan ahead, it's just easier. If you visualize, it's easier. I actually made a post on Instagram. I'll have to find it here. But I made a post on Instagram a while back talking about visualization and actually found it. I just said it's important because it trains your brain to look and search for the things that will help you create whatever it is that you want. Um, And there's actually a science to that. So that's, it's so interesting that that's kind of how you do that. Mm -hmm. And like you, you know, you're, you know, okay, that bonus money, I need that. That's not for me, technically, you know, it's for the business. Yeah. And so it's so good to be able to, it's smart to be able to get into that mindset. And I don't know, I like, does that come natural to you guys? No. Because for me, I had to read (laughs) Numbers? No. <laughs> I, I know I called you like a mini shopping addict, but I think we could. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm that kind of. I'm, I'm recovering for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm a <laughs> lot better now than I was in. You know, when I was didn't have money, I was yeah. a lot worse. But once Isn't you start funny? making money, I didn't want to spend it. Yeah. Mm. I like held on to it, fist closed. Mm, right? Yeah. From yeah. Church service. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had my fist closed, but I will say one thing that I learned was if I could go back and do it all over again, I would have matched my um, full-time job mm-hmm. before I left. That's interesting. That's what I want to do. That's a, yeah. I mean, that's a smart way to do it. <laughs> but, but I just – Yeah. See ya. <laughs> right. 
Well, I think that also, oh my gosh, that comes down, I think, also to generations too. I think, so my mom is a baby boomer and she, one of the things, she's also an entrepreneur, she's an entrepreneur, but she also had a 25 year long career working for an airline. Mm -hmm. And so she's done both. And one of the things that she always says to me is I don't get why it has to be so cold turkey, why everyone seems to want to just quit their their job and they think they're just going to immediately make it, you know, being an entrepreneur. Right. And she always backs that by just saying when, when, you know, when we were, when I was in my 20s, it wasn't, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur and there's this pretty little picture of what it's all going to look like and this is what's going to happen. She said it was just simply that they started doing stuff while they were working slowly just kept working on it. They got home. They worked on it a couple hours here Mm -hmm. on the weekend, you know, instead of going out and doing whatever it was, partying, getting drunk, whatever it was, they were working on that, you know, because they had this vision, but they weren't so obsessed with it. Now I will say another- I know I have a thought. Yep. Yep. I, I do have another thought where I think that there's benefits to the contrary, Mm -hmm. but, um, her point was just that it's it's almost like it's the mindset where sometimes she doesn't understand why particularly our you know millennials or gen z i think combined mm-hmm. have seemed to have this all or nothing um kind of a perspective on things and then at the same time there's just no understanding and grasp of that delayed you know ROI when you're putting in things, but you know it's going to take a while and you know you just need to keep going and it will return. Mm-hmm. But it's it's almost like that's gone is her point. But what was your what was your thought on that? Because I also I have a feeling we had the same kind of a Yeah, I get that point. And for I would say majority of people, that's the route to go mm-hmm. to have that safety net. I just don't think that way. Mm-hmm. I become obsessed about it. Yeah. And the way my brain works, I can't be half-assing in different categories, like in relationships, in business. Like it's very, if I'm in, I'm all in and like I'm focused. Yeah. And I think for me at that point, you know, I could have stayed working and then kind of on the side, but I get drained very easily. And like I knew if I was going to make this work, I had to commit to it yep, and go all in. And after I committed, I hustled nonstop for that first year because I was willing to sacrifice time and yep. like having a social life now to have the freedom later. And, yeah. you know, Gary Vee talks about that a lot. And so I think there's two different types of people, but I think for, for to answer her question, I couldn't focus on both things yeah. because I would just be like, I wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there were other things in your life that created that or was it just strictly because of how you function? Like, because obviously, you know, we're all different. Um, we all kind of have different personalities, but was it, was there things that caused it or do you feel like it was, you just know that's how you work? Like that's how it it's a little bit how I work, but at first it was an ego thing. Mm-hmm. I had to prove to myself that I could do it. And then I wanted to prove to my family and other people that I could do it. Yeah. Because I always got the, I hope it works out for you. Yeah. Mm. I hope you know what you're doing. I'm like, geez, thanks for yeah. believing in me. Like, right. that's the one thing in entrepreneurship. No one will believe in you 
until you prove Literally. yourself. Yeah. Literally. Literally. And the people – I also think the people that you think or would have hoped will believe in you almost are always the ones who aren't going to. Yeah. Your friends and family are the hardest yes. <clears throat> to support you. Yep. And it's it's – they try their best. It's nothing on them. It's just they don't get it mm -hmm. because you're the one in it. So, like, you have to be rooting for yourself every right. single yeah. day. Yeah, and I think they know, like, all of your weaknesses. Exactly. Yes. And they know all of that, right? So it's like, yeah. are you sure? Like, I don't know. You started this one thing. Yeah, you didn't finish <laughs> that, you know. So, I mean, it's definitely they're, – the, they're definitely the hardest people to win over in any situation. I mean, even think about, like – I don't know. I always felt more supported by people who were outside of my circle or who mm -hmm. had done it themselves. Or that you just met. Or that, that I just met. Yep. And they're like, yeah, you're yeah, yeah. you're going to do it. Because like, they're meeting it. you at your highest self now. Yep. Right. And, you know, as your friends and family, they know you were near six and you yeah. ate a brownie off the floor or something. You know, like <laughs> – you know, they, they still know. treat you as that little right. person yeah, or they, the little kid. They see all of that. So I think it's definitely harder to – win them over at first they have to see it yeah mm -hmm. see it to believe it but that is mm -hmm. that is true though i feel like the people like when it comes to people who support you it's like the people who almost don't know you or you just shared your vision with they're mm -hmm. like okay yeah how can i help you yeah <laughs> which Coach, is nice yeah coaches yeah. and mentors yeah yeah absolutely because there will be days where you want to actually months weeks yeah. years that you want to give up mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, I love that you you're just leading me into all of my <laughs> it's perfect. All of my next questions. I was gonna say, how do you kind of keep yourself on track right now in order to get yourself to the next step for your goal? So I will actually with this one, I think I will kind of explain what I've struggled with myself. Um, and then love to hear your guys's kind of take on your own experiences. But for me, I Definitely uh, have what I think is called now shiny object syndrome kind of. Mm -hmm. And I love opportunity. And so for me, I think the biggest thing that has actually thrown me off track has been new opportunities. I always want to jump at every single new thing, which there's a little part of that that's great because so many people are very closed off to opportunity. If there's risk involved, they're like, no, I'm definitely not that kind of a person. I will take calculated risks, but I will take them pretty quickly if I see there's opportunity there. And so partially just because I know you can figure out – there's a lot of things that you can figure out in life if you just don't like think about it too hard, if mm -hmm, you just start mm -hmm. taking the action. But So for me, that's always what's thrown me off track the most. And it wasn't until – actually, it's so interesting. It wasn't until COVID hit where I had all this time alone and I was like, okay, there's – well, I was, I was dating a guy at the time or actually – no, no, no. We had broken up. And I was like, yep. <laughs> we had broken up, but we were still living together. And we were civil. We were fine. So at first, it felt like we were still dating. But so I just had nothing but my own control over my time. And so I definitely, I'm an Enneagram 3. I hate being not productive. So if I'm not doing stuff with my time, it just like kills me. And so I had to figure out what to do 
And I just started getting really disciplined in, I feel like, all the pillars of things. And what came from that was discovering 75 Hard, which is a program that Andy Frisella has. Love, love, love it. I will always vouch for it because I think people just don't understand it properly. But it is there to create discipline. And I think overall, the only thing that really switched it for me to stay on track or start getting on track and actually stay that way was learning that one, you can't like, you can't rely on motivation. You just can't. It's, it's like that adrenaline you first get when, you know, compared to any other thing that creates adrenaline, but it's like that adrenaline you get, but that goes away. And so if you just have that motivation and you aren't looking, you aren't visualizing, you aren't disciplined, you don't, you're in it for the wrong reasons, you're not going to stay on track Mm -hmm. because you're just going to give up. You're going to feel hopeless. People are going to talk you out of it, whatever it might be. And so it wasn't until I did that program and completed the program and I was proud. I was like super proud because I full on. I was so strict and everyone was like, we can't, we don't get to see you because you're doing this. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm enjoying it. And that's what really kept me on track. It was basically down to, if I break it all down, it was like, I learned what that looks like, what discipline looks like. And it's just, you do it. You just do it. And I feel like that's so hard for some people, but if you don't, if you're not disciplined right now, it's not something you just don't have, like you can learn it. You really can. I think people don't have a lot of hope in themselves or like sometimes, but it mm-hmm. is a skill. You can learn it. You just really have to start and try trying to figure out, you know, okay, how can I have more of a disciplined mind? Um, but that was my thing. So it wasn't until that that I kind of was able to keep myself more on track, which is the goals that I had within business or within, you know, mm-hmm. what I was looking to do. So, but yeah, kind of curious with you guys. What is – I mean, what what do you do to keep yourself on track? Are there things that you do that tend to throw you off personally sometimes? Oh, yeah. Or- I mean, you guys know I like um, to arrange events and make people feel special and hang out. Um, and socialize, but I also very much need, just like you, Courtney, a lot of alone time. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's just like alone time with God is not even like alone time. I don't count alone time working yeah, as alone time, um, even if it's for my own business. So I think Interesting. for myself, um, the hardest thing for me has definitely been, I mean, over the last how many months has it been? Three months at this point. Uh, we've had some oh. housing <laughs> situations, which about four months ago. I would just say a whole year. <laughs> four or five months ago um, in June. So that would be about five months ago, mm-hmm. middle of June um, or early July or something like that is when I filed for my LLC. And I had all these things all fired up. Um, I'm still very much working on this checklist of things and, you know, making the those strides but have definitely been thrown off just by day to day. Yeah. Um, you know, struggles with where are we going to live? Where are we going? Do we have a kitchen? Um, I'm not going to divulge too much into that, but <laughs> uh, just a lot of that kind of personal housing situation yeah. um, has been a big 
damper not only in my business but also in like my physical health Mm, yeah um same like just getting back to the gym and you know getting in these workouts every morning and trying to recreate this um schedule for myself right now has been challenging and I feel like there's a lot of I have a lot of friends so there's I mean I don't want to sound horrible but there's I feel like there's always somebody in crisis yeah um and I try to be there for people um I feel like you need to help and I feel like I need to help. And so um, <laughs> she, she holds up a two. It's yes, a two. I am an Enneagram two wing three. Um, but it does kill me sometimes because I'm like, okay, well, I didn't get my alone time. Or now mm-hmm. it's like I have to check off these things off this list, um, you know, for my business to keep that going as well. So I think that's the hard part is kind of having to come to the realization and, you know, remind myself like I can't do everything I can't be everything for everybody so true Mm -hmm. and um you know trying to do that with like love intact as well because you know I am very free with what I give and I love people very deeply and you know I want Mm -hmm. to be there for them but I definitely have to set some more boundaries and I feel like it's constant it's constant like having to pull myself back and count you know set those boundaries again and you know realize and ground myself and what I need to be doing and what's important and why I'm doing it yeah um and really look long term yeah is definitely been hard um but Making sure when I am in a regular routine, when mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, you're a healthy too. When I'm he- when I'm healthy, <laughs> when I'm yeah, when I'm in, in my healthy two era, um, getting back here, but when I'm a healthy two, I'm I'm good. Like I can I set those you know specific times for myself, and then also for my business is really important. Um, right now, I'm going through. A course um, and how to build a business that's centered around God and God honoring. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Um, so, you know, been setting those times, like before I go to bed, I work on, you know, little things, you know, little modules and stuff like that. And just trying to build this business with like a solid foundation. Um, but it's just kind of slowly chipping away. I think that's yeah. for me, like that's been really important is just, okay, one little thing a right. day or like, okay, we have to get these five things done this week. And even though they're small, they're still significant and they're going to add up. And I think sometimes I get really hard on myself. Like mm-hmm. we should have been, we should have been further than we are mm. by now. Yeah. You know? So it's almost like for you, it's a matter of setting those boundaries Time blocking, yeah, time making blocking a list huge, yeah. of tasks, having that, you know, tangible thing. Yeah. Um, and just really taking that time for yourself so that you your cup is full. Yeah. It's kind of what yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh I so relate to that. I'm kind of curious, uh, or I, I relate to that in terms of what I'm boundaries. I was gonna say yeah. for boundaries. For me, I I think because I'm so so like they label the Enneagram three as the achiever. And I get a lot of energy from wanting to prove and prove and prove and mm-hmm. constantly achieve all this stuff, right? And so when I just simply think about that, it's very easy for me to just be like, nope. Like I don't feel bad. I don't get – my ex-boyfriend and I used to talk about this all the time. He would get FOMO really bad. Mm-hmm. I do not get FOMO yeah. at all. If I don't decide to go somewhere, 
I don't feel bad that I'm not there like yeah. at all. I don't feel I don't really miss out. I don't feel like I'm missing out and stuff. So, but I feel like I feel like for you, mm-hmm. just vulnerably, transparently, that's a little bit harder. So when it comes to yeah. boundaries, like what do you how do you get yourself to make those boundaries? I have to honestly, I have to like really sit in it and really go. I have to look again, like, why am I doing this? I have to really, really sit in that why. Yeah. And also sit in the, like, God didn't create me to be the savior. Right. You know? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Jesus came. He already saved everybody. I don't need to be the savior for everybody. Mm -hmm. We already have one. And so just reminding myself that and it's really hard. It's so easier said than done. Like I'm saying this now, but it's, it's like, it's every day, yeah. you know, it's every day. It's yeah. like, you know, if someone's going through, you know, a hard time or they need to talk to somebody and they need someone to be there for them. And I want to do that. I want mm-hmm. to be that person. And I am that person for a lot of people. Um, but when you have a large friend group, mm-hmm. it gets to be a lot, um, you know, and I'm dedicated to the people in my life and I love them very much. But having to be like, okay, I can't mm-hmm. because I have already promised myself that I'm going to do this thing. Right. And so reminding myself and like if I make a promise to myself, I'll keep it. Mm-hmm. And I notice I make less pro- – I've been making less promises to myself lately because then I don't have to keep it. And I I – I made this, this is really old. It's, I don't know. How old am I? 27. Um, (laughs) I had to be like 21, turning 22. Mm -hmm. I heard somewhere that, I don't remember, maybe it was like a Rachel Hollis kind of situation. I don't know if she's even popular then, Um, which I met her at the You just met her the other day. (laughs) uh, Which is really cool. She was awesome. She was so sweet. Um, Anyway, get back to the point. The point is, uh, I heard that, something like you are the person who keeps a promise and makes a promise to everybody else but when but you can't make a promise to yourself, yourself. and you can't keep mm-hmm. a promise to yourself and your and your brain remembers that mm. so then when you tell yourself you're going to do something and your brain goes no you're not because you're because it's a subconscious because habit. it's because it's yeah. that habit it's that pattern that you've created in your mind and so if you just make little promises to yourself and your brain will be like, oh, yeah, we keep promises yeah. to ourselves. Yeah. And so I very slowly was like, okay, I promise I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to the gym in the morning. You know, stuff like that. Or right. I promise I'm going to write in my gratitude journal. I, You know, I, you know, these are daily promises that, you know, I started making to myself. Like, okay, I promise I'm not going to go to the bar for happy hour. You know, like yeah. it, no matter who invites me, no matter if it's a hot guy from work, like we're not going, <laughs> you know. We said, no, we're doing this instead. So just little things like that that I started doing when I was like 21, 22. Um, if my ex-boyfriend listened to this, he'd be like, we were dating. I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I mean, I never cheated on you. But <laughs> anyway, the point is I started making promises to myself. And so right now I'm kind of in that season where I'm like, okay, we need to stop making excuses mm. Even though, you know, things aren't fully put together at the house and things aren't, you know, the way that I want them to be and they're not fully, we're not fully settled in or whatever. I just need to start. Mm -hmm. So what are we doing now? So that's kind of what I've been going through the past couple of weeks, just 
okay, this little promise here, let's retrain our brain again. Like, let's get back to mm-hmm. it. And I think, you know, allowing, you know, also God to be involved in my life and like, again, and huge come back and back and over and over and just, yeah. you know, be like, okay, strengthen me. Like, let's get through this. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. And, um, that's been really important to me is just getting back to what I know I can do sure, and yeah. getting back to setting those boundaries. But that didn't really answer your question, did it? I think no, it did. It did. It did. Okay, 100%. yeah. Setting boundaries is for yeah. me is making a promise to myself. Yeah, how do you stay motivated? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, well, no, I think it did 100% because okay. I don't know if like you guys know this, but I read like a little stat one time. It's like 95% of our thoughts and everything we do is subconscious. Right. Literally only 5% is conscious our conscious you know decisions in our brain and that's why it's so important to train your brain and to mm-hmm. you know f- like those p- little promises each little thing that you're doing you're building that up so that you keep you know the bigger promises mm-hmm. to yourself so, yeah 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 okay so how do you stay motivated how do you stay on task yeah yeah motivated stay on task just getting you to yeah keeping you driving forward and making progress Um, I actually talked about this on my podcast with Ryan um, a little bit, but I think for me, it goes back to my why. Mm -hmm. Like, why am I doing this? Oh, yeah. Um, And I think that's any – with any goal that you set, like fitness, why do you want to lose 30 pounds? Yep. Why, 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 why do you want this business? So important. Yeah. And it goes back to that. And so – Anytime that I feel like I'm getting off track or I'm feeling unmotivated because I do. Like, you know how easy it would be to just sit there and watch TV all day? Oh, my gosh. As an (laughs) introvert, I would love that. Yeah. I mean, I'll save that for the weekends. But (laughs) for me, I have to refocus. And I I actually did this a little – like a couple weeks ago um, because I was feeling that. I was feeling unmotivated and – just kind of a lack of clarity because that's mm-hmm. usually what it is, mm-hmm. right? We fall off track, thing, life happens, and we forget why we're doing it. Um, and so I journal. That's a form of practice or a practice that I use. And I map out exactly what I want my life to look like, the goals that I want to achieve this year, this quarter, um, and then why I want this. Yeah, And that kind of like sparks – another fire in me because I get more clarity on like, okay, here's what I want. Here's what I need to do to get there. And now I just need to take action. Right. And so I probably have in my journal so many different pages of the same thing mm-hmm. because I don't, I, just, love that. I don't yeah. look back. I journal something new um, because something else may come up in those sessions. Um, you know, like this one time I mapped out a new offer that I didn't have in my other pages and I launched it and we tried it and we're doing it. But yeah, I think for me, it's really just getting refocused and clear on why I'm doing this. Um, because there's a lot of people that struggle with that, especially as creatives. There, You're going to get up and not want to work. There's so many days where I don't want to work, but you have to. You have to do the things that you don't want to do. And I guess that's how I grew up. I grew up, that's how I was taught. Um, You know, you don't get to choose everything that you do. 
yes, you do now, but you still have to do the things that you don't want to. I don't, I don't like doing numbers stuff like analytics, but I know that I need to do that to get to a certain point in my business mm-hmm. and to be able to do the fun stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, there's a lot of unsexy things that go on behind the scenes that people don't see. You can't skip that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like – do you have a way that you tackle the things that you don't want to do? Um, I guess, do you have a way that you make yourself do those uh, on time or, you know, within your limits of, you know, okay, this needs to get done by this time? Like, do you have a way that you, in a sense, motivate yourself to get those done, the, the things you don't want to do as much? Um, to a certain extent. So like I block off my days. So like Mondays and Fridays are admin days and I do not like admin. Like I said, (laughs) numbers, analytics, I could Mm. be creative all day, but like Mondays and Fridays, admin and calls. So I'm in one brain focus for those days. And then Tuesday through Thursday is creative. I can just not talk to anyone. I can have music or TV on in the background and just design. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think breaking up days that way to switch between different um, creative modes and then also outsourcing. Mm. So yeah. there was something – so I don't like doing outreach. And so I learned it as fast as I could to find out what worked. And then I created a system – and scripts to then outsource to someone to start doing it. Now I have someone doing that, and I'm like, that's the first thing that I outsource. Mm-hmm. So, like, I learned – I this is what I don't like. Yep. So I learned it, hired, and I then I could it. go do what I wanted. I love that. And that's, that's kind of what I thought you were going to say, but I feel like that's such a smart way to do it because – I think anyone that I know who's built a successful business, that's one of the number one things that I hear is when they they figure out very quickly what they don't like doing and they figure out how to not do them yeah, in a exactly. sense, really. Like, and, But, you know, they, they understand that they need to figure it out still, but ultimately the goal is to get rid of that so they can be in the actual, you know, state that they need to be in and in that mind that mind frame and all of that so that they can be their creative self and actually do the the talent that they have or yeah. that passion that they have. Yeah. And I feel like that's the biggest thing that I've – one of the huge things that I've heard is they figure out how to get rid of it pretty much or, or you know, in the time being, kind of like you said, it's – they do it. They either front load their day where they get it done first yeah. so that they don't have to worry about it the rest of the day or emails. they – Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate emails. <laughs> And like DMs, like they overwhelm me. I, I can't. Bet. I bet. I mean, I, I mean, you get. I don't respond to text messages. No, you do not. I think. <laughs> no, you do not. No, you do not. It You're just, like you I'm didn't text sorry. me. I'm like a hundred percent. I did, but okay. Sorry. <laughs> if it's short, I can do that. If it's a long message, oh my god, I'm give me a couple minute. days. I'm trying to give you details, like so you don't ask me ten million questions later. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like I feel like all of us love to go so deep on anything. And yeah. it's so easy to just oh, give yeah. the details. I get it. I yeah. don't take it personally anymore. I that's why I love you. <laughs> I'm like, I told anymore. you. Oh, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Well, so I guess kind of lastly, wrapping it up, um, 
obviously faith plays like a huge part in all of our lives. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, I think we've all had different journeys on what our backgrounds were and how we came to know Jesus and all of that. But I think that I feel confident saying it's important that it's incorporated into, you know, our daily lives and what all three of us do. Um, So with you guys and your businesses, you know, maybe at one point it wasn't a focus or maybe it was. You're starting out, you know, it might be a focus immediately, but kind of curious, how do you – how do you incorporate your faith into your business? How do you plan to might be mm-hmm. more for kind of what you could answer and then curious, like what do you do or how what have what have been the struggles maybe and some of the things that you've had to figure out with that? Yeah, I think for me, I very I mean, the whole point of building the business was to I mean, live a life and a lifestyle um, that I believe that God intended it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, just one, I'll say working in an interesting workplace um, like hospitality, it can um, kind of discourage you from mm-hmm. being bold about your faith um, just because of the politics, and I'm sure a lot of people can, you know, agree, you know, you can't say certain things, or you're not supposed to say certain things, you know, with, you know, HR involved and stuff like that. And I knew very quickly that I didn't want to build a business that had that kind of a culture. Those limitations. I didn't want to have limitations. Yeah. I wanted to be able, you know, I want to be able to pray with, um, with my staff. And I actually do, um, still do that. I um, love it. And, um, I have, you know, really great, a uh, girl who's my sales coordinator at work and, you know, love her to pieces and, you know, we're able to have those faith conversations, but I, that's what I want. Like I want that for um, my future company. You know, I want to be able to pray over goals and I want to, you know, be able to pray with, um, you know, the owners of these homes um, that I'm taking care of for them and, you know, show that heart of Jesus yeah. and just going Throughout your day to day, like treating people with respect, yeah. treating them with love, being honest. Um, that's why I actually named it Candor Management. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so is to you know be honest and frank and open, and um, that's where that's why I named it that. And so that is part of my mission is to you know show Jesus, show people who Jesus is through my work, um, and through just the heart and the love and all of that behind it. And obviously there's going to be challenges. Like I might have to fire somebody someday. How do you do that Mm. with, Mm -hmm. you know, love intact? And how do you handle a hard situation where you have an owner or a vendor or, you know, somebody, you know, coming at you or, you know, you're in a difficult situation. So what does that look like? Right. And what does that look like? And I don't think I'll fully understand that until I'm there. Mm -hmm. Um, But having those setting a ground in that foundation of that and those kind of like expectations for myself sure yeah. to show up in a godly way I think is what's going to shine through in the business yeah I love that I really do I feel like when you just said you know want to be able to pray over you know maybe some of the homeowners or whatever it is that's huge because I don't I mean at this point I'm bold about my faith but in the past you know I feel like I would have been so 
tinted. Mm-hmm. And if I was in your position, I would be, I would not want to do that because <laughs> I'd be like, oh, are they just going to look at me? Are they going to give me a bad review? Right. I don't know. Like I would have yeah. thought of all of the worst case scenario things. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's huge. And honestly, for some people that could even drive your business a little bit, mm-hmm. because for me, if I were to take a look at, and this is again, just me. If I were to take a look at two companies and I'm a homeowner and I want to work with a property management group, I think that's huge. I would take note of that. I'd notice that and be like, okay, this is a woman who I can trust is going to act thinking about how do I, you know, approach every situation as if, you know, I'm Jesus, you know, like what would Jesus do? Mm -hmm. Our pastor loves to say that. And so like, I just think that's huge because that would immediately make me want to work with you, I think, over another company. So it's just super cool. Yeah. 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 Sweet. Um, I got asked this question recently, and I love this question so much. <laughs> because when I first started, I I didn't know how to approach it because I was nervous. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like, do I share this? Am I going to lose clients because I'm talking about God? Um, And I, like, I think it was also because my faith wasn't as strong. Like, I've always had faith. I've always believed in God. But I think this past year is just, I feel his presence more. Definitely. And I just talk about it more, talk about my journey more on social media. And through that, I've attracted the right people. And so... I think, and then also just a, like maturity, growing in business. Now understanding that sharing what I want is going to attract the right clients. Definitely, yeah. And the people who aren't for me, that's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the bright God is going to send the right people at the right time, and I truly believe that. And through sharing my journey. It's opened up so many other opportunities and connections. Even people in Austin, I know I've shared with you, Mm -hmm. like, that I didn't know were Christians. They love to post and they're like, oh, my God, here's my thoughts on it. And I'm like, I had no idea. Yeah. This is so cool. Um, So it truly does – you never know who you're going to – I always say you never know who you're going to impact. Definitely. And you never know who's watching. Mm -hmm. Um, They may not like all your stuff, but they're still watching. Mm Mm-hmm. And you may just hit them at the right time when they needed it with a scripture or mm-hmm. um, that's God. Yeah. 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 Like God speaking, Holy Spirit speaking through you to them. And then a big thing that I incorporate, I share this in another one was every new client that we get or new project, I still do a dance and a prayer of gratitude. I know. I like, love that you do that. I will not show you the dance. <laughs> but You'll get little sneak peeks occasionally, FYI. Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's just like, if you don't get excited for $1 or $5, whatever it may be, then you're not, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're, you're not, not in it. Mm-hmm. You know, like right. every client that comes your way is, you know, mm-hmm. thank you, Lord, for allowing me mm-hmm. to do this. Yeah. Because that's truly, they're supporting you Yeah, in your lifestyle. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's crazy. So now I, you can do a little dance. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. dance. Actually, <laughs> actually oh. <laughs> wow, Chinks, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, actually, I, um, just being in sales, you know, for so long, I 
do I do dance anytime yeah. I book anything, anytime it's I have exciting. a new client. It really I'm is. like, yeah, yeah, it's like, all right, cool. And we're like, me and uh, my sales coordinator one time, we're like, woo, we just like cheered in the office and someone comes in, they're like, what are you guys doing? We're like, just don't worry about it. <laughs> we're happy. What do you want? <laughs> and then it's positive reinforcement. Yeah. So, so you want to keep doing it. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. Oh don't worry gosh. about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> we're, we're doing our thing. Yes. Can I help you? <laughs> We nope. should have a bell. Actually, that's what I need. Mm. A bell. A bell. Not that anyone would hear it. it. But like if you this were in a corporate fine. setting. Like selling sunset. Yeah. Yes. They have the yeah. bell. <laughs> the big bell. I love that. I love it. They're always so dramatic with it. That would be me. Yes. That would be me. <laughs> I feel like that'd be all of us just being oh, yeah. so dramatic. No, but I seriously, I, oh my gosh, I used to worry about every little thing that I was posting. Because mm-hmm. if it had like that related to God, because when I and it really was more a matter of when we first moved, when you and I, if I first moved down to Austin, I made all these friends right away. I was so focused and so just determined to build a network of friends, but also business connections. And I did that, but all of them seemed to not, you know, have that strong faith. Um, and be Christians and which was fine. They're all amazing people. Holy cow. I love so many of them to this day. But for some reason, because of that strong surrounding of no one or like all those people, but no one really aligning with me in terms of, you know, just my faith, I felt like if I posted anything, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose the follower. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I'm going to lose. Mm-hmm. They're not going to want to hang out. Oh my gosh, they're not. Like, I don't know. I had this this weird mindset just thinking, oh, I'm just, everyone's just going to completely shun me. And gosh, Jesus freak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's such a Jesus freak, which like now, sure. Yeah, I am. I love yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. um, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't change anything. And I did find it was actually interesting I don't know if you've seen this or either of you have seen this, but I did actually notice that for me, it was very, when I kind of became more bold in just my faith, it was very sudden and it was like full force. And so I started posting stuff here and there. I wasn't like, it wasn't like that was all you ever talked about or all you ever saw, but it was very evident. It was clear that something had kind of shifted for me. Mm -hmm. And I actually did see a whole, honestly, all of those people that I was really close with, they kind of disappeared. Yeah. And, but it was so interesting because I, it didn't really phase me at first at all. It did kind of, there was one point where I did start to feel lonely because I knew so many people, but I, none of them, I didn't genuinely know them. I wasn't close with them. Mm -hmm. So I knew so many people, but I felt alone, but it did kind of create just people just dropping off the face of the earth. But it was so interesting because God works in such beautiful ways. And when that happened, at the same time, I was just then getting super involved in my church. And that just led to just this influx of people that now are, oh my gosh, just a circle surrounding me that I would go to so many of them with so many Mm. things that I probably wouldn't share with yeah. anyone else because I just know that the advice they're going to give me, the um, where their heart's at, you know, all everything is going to be coming from this place of um, kind of being rooted in 
any answer, anything like that being rooted in Jesus and like their faith. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I found that interesting because it actually did affect me a little bit. Thankfully, I had kind of actually already decided to quit with um, or to go a different direction when it came to coaching, which was why I was so worried about my social media following. But it didn't necessarily phase me. But it was, I did think that was interesting. I don't know if you kind of noticed anything like that. I know. Like uh, friends and friends, social media. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. Um, which is good. I noticed kind of the opposite. Like, and, yeah, you had more people. Yeah, more fulfilling friendships. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, once I started to be more bold with my faith, um, definitely um, just family and like really close family. Um, yeah. Like, that I'd consider just a cousin, not just a cousin, but like my best friend, um, you know, just kind of feeling that rejection, um, mm. you know, from, from her has been really hurtful. Um, just, you know, finding faith again and, you know, being, you know, bold with it and, yep. you know, posting things yeah. and stuff like that. Um, kind of went home and found out that I'm kind of the, the like laughing, like the butt of the joke, the subject, of, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of things like that. So, that kind of hurt, um, but at the same time, I'm I'm not going to change. Right. I'm not going to do anything differently yeah. because we're not living for this world. No. Nope. You know? So, um, but I mean, I haven't, besides my Twitter, I lost like two followers, but <laughs> I, I, have, I have gained some cool like Christian oh my uh, BAs on Twitter. So I'm like, okay, cool. That. That's all right. Like we can just share scriptures together yeah. like, this is fun so so i think there's no right answer to you know how to incorporate your faith into business there's actually a podcast i listen to that I, sh- I think i sent to both of you about that super good but i think there's no right answer but i think that overall like focus on i think like my nugget would be just focus on you and god and follow that with you know those goals that you have the worldly goals Mm -hmm. and just be bold about it and be proud of who you are and I think that within business you know you're gonna attract the right people and you're gonna push away the wrong people and that's fine because they probably (laughs) wouldn't have supported your business great anyways you know right who knows they might give you a they may have given you a bad review down the line and they just weren't the right people to be working with. So right. yeah, that's kind of what I think about that. But any other thoughts on that? No. no, I think we had it right on the head. Sweet. So just to wrap it up, I guess if you guys were to drop a kind of a nugget from where you're at right now in business, um, I'd love to kind of keep it focused on just a quick, quick little tidbit nugget, um, but business focused in the stage that you're at um, and maybe just one of the biggest lessons you've learned. You know, what's, what would you, what's a piece of advice you'd give? For me at where I'm at, I think if you're working a full-time job um, that is, you know, maybe more mentally demanding than how you would compare yourself to somewhere else, someone else. Um, just make set small or set big goals, set smaller goals, and then set set smaller goals and get those things done, and just continue to chip away at it. Um, make that time a priority because that's 
I mean, that's the only time you really have outside is right. like social sleep and, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. set some time aside for that and just chip away. And, you know, I know I'm going to get there. It's going to take me longer than, you know, f- quitting my job and, you know, going full force at it. But for me, security is something that I very much long for in my life and have always made sure that I was secure cure quote unquote because we're not really ever really super secure (laughs) if you think about it if we work for for someone else or even if we work for ourselves um but you know anyway the point is just continue to chip away at it yeah and when you have that time and make the time to do it make the time yeah Yeah. love it about you I was trying to think like my biggest one I would say focus on one thing at a time Mm. Because this is something a lot of people struggle with, the shiny object syndrome. You're going to want to do a lot of things and have a lot of really good ideas. But focus on one thing at a time, like perfecting one offer, one service, whatever it is, before you bring in another one. Because that's how you'll succeed faster. If you are focusing on two to five different things, you're going to be half-assing it. Absolutely. And you're going to feel so scattered and you're going to really be confused. And if you're confused, then they're confused and you're not going to get anywhere. Yep. Mm. Love it. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I just want to give a shout out to Pouch Six Studios just because for having this amazing space here. Um, They're in Austin, Texas. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So go go check them out. They have some awesome um, things in the works. So and if you felt like there was any sort of uh, advice or anything that you resonated with, all I ask is that you share and um, tell your friends about it, share it on social media, and let me know. Give it a review. So thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you. As always, thanks for listening. And if you love this podcast, don't forget to subscribe or leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or on Instagram to help support the show. If you want additional resources to help you grow your business, you can find them on my website at CourtneyMarieCo.com or below in the show notes.